Here we are. There we are. That jam always gets me going. <laughs> it does. Well, that 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 thirty second intro music kind of brought brought you down. You know, it was centering. And and then the rock music kicked in. That's right. And you know when you hear that music, it's it got us going. Lancaster Connects time. It gets the crowd going. <laughs> the live crowd, right? That's right. The live. We are live. Hey, Lancaster and surrounding area. Just so you know, even at Gardner's, you can get your pumpkin spice kick. We stepped up the coffee creamer game. Pumpkin spice. Come get it. It's here. I got two pints of pumpkin spice in here, buddy. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> My goal would be to get Ben to spit out coffee through his nose on one of these shows. Mm, it probably would happen. We'll oh, it's the pumpkin that. spice episode. Look at that. We'll work on that. That sounds like a spice girl. Pumpkin spice. Was, was, there, was there pumpkin spice? <laughs> she, was, she was in between scary and posh spice. Yeah, that would fit. The barely <laughs> mentioned pumpkin spice, the sixth, the sixth spice girl on this new episode of VH1 behind the music. She got she got fired before they made it big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she actually, in a weird twist of fate, owns all of the Spice Girls IP. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the correlation there. Uh, anyway. Yeah, pumpkin spice, come get it. Totally derailed the show already. Free, free coffee. One minute in. Free pumpkin spice shots with every coffee. Ben, you've got a new backyard edition this weekend. I do. What happened in the backyard? Uh, a brio happened in the backyard. So I stepped up my fire pit game. I think uh, Chris, our buddy Chris has a photo. There it is. So uh, Brio is a Lancaster manufacturer. They make uh, steel fire pits. So the fire pit is actually the thing with the wood inside, right? And that fits down inside of the stone thing that I built, um, that that stone wall. Uh, But they make an outpost grill for it. And that's the grill on top. So cooking uh, with uh, fire underneath, which is unpredictable, uh, but fun nonetheless. So I had burgers, uh, corn on the cob baked beans and some mushrooms um the cool thing about a brio and uh you know maybe they could be a podcast uh, guest at some point they are a lancaster based business uh one of the first um first uh, smokeless fire pits on the market um and i think one of the only ones that is manufactured in the united states there's other smokeless fire pits out there um you know sold in home depot and Lowe's and whatnot but they're made in china and they're not quite as cool as this they don't have a grill that you can attach to it uh but the idea is it is completely smokeless you have to do it correctly uh, you have to use dry wood, you have to use narrow pieces of wood, you have to build it just perfectly right, but you get it going and it reburns off the smoke. The uh, technology is pretty cool. And um, yeah, it's a new addition to the backyard and I hope to have many more fall fire pit nights with the kids, marshmallows, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's fun. So the real thing to do there when you're talking about marshmallows is take the graham crackers, mm-hmm. take that grill the mesh thing on the post. Oh, okay. okay. Put the graham crackers on. Oh, soft a little bit. The marshmallows, oh, graham cracker. Melt a little bit. Flip it like a grilled cheese. Uh, Think this guy <laughs> knows a little bit about eating? <laughs> you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, we, uh, I'm gluten-free. We talked, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, we are experimenting with the kids being gluten-free because we're... Th- 
gluten, uh, I don't have a gluten intolerance, but gluten issues can sometimes be hereditary. We've always thought maybe our, my son, our son, um, not our son, my wife, Lindsay, and my son, um, may have some gluten things as well. So uh, we're experimenting gluten-free. So we have these gluten-free graham crackers. Um, they're not bad, but they are a little crunchy. So you get the, you know, you have the soft marshmallow, you have the really hard crunch of these like fake graham crackers. Um, it's not bad, but I like your idea. Pre-melt the chocolate a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, soften the By the way, cracker. they're not bad. That's the statement that every gluten-free person <laughs> says. Well, the, the chocolate helps. The, the, chocolate, the, chocolate, <laughs> the chocolate gives it the taste that, yeah. that Speaking of pumpkins, require. I did something very rare. Um, I got my teenage boys uh, to do something together. They were excited about it. <laughs> Is that the rare thing? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah, together and excited. Um, and there was no fighting over which pumpkin... <clears throat> you know, which one of them got. Yep. So, uh, That's, yeah, we did that at the campsite this weekend. It's kind of a nice little fun thing. And, uh, yeah, they had a blast. I can't believe it's October almost. Yeah, they had a blast. I'll have to get Pumpkins. a photo as we get closer to Halloween. One of the one of the fellow campers has turned their campsite into a haunted walkthrough. It looks like a miniature Jason's Woods. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So they're excited to go through that uh, in the next week or two when it opens up. And, uh yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty neat. Pretty neat stuff. Speaking of pretty neat, you can catch this podcast, Lancaster Connects, all of our great tomfoolery. Uh, you can catch that on YouTube, on our Gardeners Mattress and More YouTube channel. You can catch it on Lancaster Connects there on that YouTube channel. I believe even on my YouTube channel, you know, if you're Team Jeff, you would go there and watch it on Facebook. Uh, is there a team Ben? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you don't get team Ben uh, team on Facebook. Peaches. It's on both the Lancaster Connects and Gardeners channels, and uh, also on our own uh, Facebook pages as well. So there you go, get all this good stuff. Hey, we've got something to talk about. Uh, we've been a group, uh, a part of this uh, group now for five years, I believe it is. Uh, it's called Referrals Partners Plus. There's a great opportunity coming up. For local businesses, if you work for a local business, you're looking to connect with other businesses, get referrals, uh, grow your business. This is a great little referral group, kind of, I mean, it's it's part of a nationwide thing, but it's really nice, kind of homegrown here uh, in Lancaster. Um, Tony from Two Dudes uh, Painting is really big with the group. Uh, so it really has a really great local connection to help local businesses thrive. So this is our uh, kind of like a membership drive, it, get new guests involved, um, you know, get you to drink Kool-Aid, do all kinds of... No, just kidding. Um, nothing nefarious, nothing but fun. I might it have is, to drink Kool-Aid because there's nothing else that I can drink yeah, there. see, Mr. Gluten. You can come uh, see what... Uh, this is on Wednesday, October 6th from 5.30 to 7.30. We will be having this mixer at the barn at Stoner Commons. And that's 605 Granite Run Drive. Um, that's in Lancaster. So it's the Fruitville Pike side of Overlook Golf Course. Uh, next to the driving range is where the, the barn at Stoner Commons is. Uh, it's going to be like a business networking type mixer. 
get to meet current members, new guests, hand out business cards, say hello. Uh, really, this is a great group. It's not high pressure like maybe some of the other things you've you might have come to know uh, that are out there for business owners and for employees that you know, kind of look to grow their business or help grow the business they work for. So this is a really neat opportunity. It's free to attend. Uh, if you um, would like to join uh, and check that out, uh, we'll get a link up here in the post of where to get more inf information. You do need to RSVP uh, by the 30th. Uh, please. So we'll get that link up and you can uh, <clears throat> check it out right there. Look, Chris from Castaway Productions is the man. He's got the link right there on the screen. He's going to put it in the chat. You can click that, sign up, and you'll have all the information for the event. Speaking of business owners, Ben, you've got a friend here. I do. You've got a friend in Lancaster. Yeah. Justin. Justin and I have known each other for about eight years now. Uh, we've, uh, we go to church together and have formed a friendship, but, uh, he's also, um, part of the family at interiors home, uh, furniture's great furniture store here in Lancaster with roots, uh, at least 40, 50 years ago. Uh, Justin. Hi guys. Welcome. How are you, Justin? Good. Good to see you guys. Good. Uh, just real briefly, tell us, uh, your role with interiors and, um, a little bit about the, the organization there. Sure, sure. But before I do that, can I add to your s'mores conversation? No, go for it. You need to try taking a Lancaster-made Stroopy and replacing that with a graham cracker. So take out the graham cracker, throw in a Stroopy, heat up that Stroopy on the grill like you talked about, Jeff, and then you've really got a good s'more. Wow. You know, maybe yes. that could be a contest. We could send it out to our listeners. What is the best s'more s'mores vessel? The, the the most exotic I've gotten with a s'more is put a Rice Krispie, or not a Rice Krispie, a Reese's peanut butter cup in place of the Why chocolate. Why are you hitting me? I, <laughs> I said the wrong thing, and I, I felt like I should tap you. The peanut butter cup is good. The Stroopy's better. The Stroopy's better. All right. But back to your question, uh, I'm Justin Lehman. I'm the uh, director of IT here at Interiors Home, and uh, we're, uh, we're a furniture store here in, uh, in Lancaster, and we have a second location up in Camp Hill. And we've been around for um, a little over 50 years now, so we've really been established. We, we, we love the Lancaster community, and we've been up in the uh, greater Harrisburg area for probably about the past 10 to 15 years. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot more about uh, you and Interiors and what you all do there. Um, we're gonna do a quick moment and pay the bills. Pay the bills. Pay the bills. Yes, pay the bills. And Justin, we'll we'll bring you back in just a few minutes here. Yeah. And, awesome. See you in a minute. Yeah. And you might be wondering why why the heck would the gardeners guys have a have what you might think of a competitor on our show? We're gonna talk about that. That's why this show is called The Rising Tide Raises or Lifts All Ships. Just read the screen, Jeff. It's right there. <laughs> Rising Tide Lifts All Ships. Don't add any other words. It's, it's pretty, now you can hit me. There you go. Anyway, sleep, sleep better. Sleep better tip from our book, Sleep Better. We will mail you a copy. All you need to do is go to Gardner's Mattress and More. See, I didn't even need to look at the screen. Chris is on top of it. He's great. It's, it's not all that.com. It's Gardeners mattress and more.com forward slash sleep dash better. And uh, we'll mail you a free copy of the book. Send it out. But from page 16, sleep boosts your immune system. 
It's absolutely critical to our health to have our immune system working at its best around the clock in order to protect us from bacteria and viruses that we come in contact with daily. While you sleep, proteins called cytokines are released by your immune system. Some of these proteins promote sleep and fight infection or inflammation. Poor sleep decreases the number of these champion warriors working on our behalf, which leaves us more exposed to illness. Our immune system's T-cells are improved with good sleep. T-cells are a subtype of white blood cells that have a critical role in the immune response and fighting cancer and other life-threatening diseases. T-cells activate sticky proteins called integrins that can attach to an infected cell and kill it. So good sleep can help give our immune system that knockout punch to disease. There you go. Page 16. This book, chock full of sleep tips like that, how to sleep better, develop a better sleep routine, fill out the form. Hey, Stacy Lee, thanks for tuning in. And uh, fill out the form and uh, you will uh, give us your address. I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say here. Kevin, hey, Kevin. <laughs> you saw the rocket ship yeah, comment and, and you lost <laughs> off. Sleep better books for everybody. Fill out the form. We will uh, send you a book. Uh, there you go. All right. So uh, second part of, of this little gardener segment here, uh, you know, we've been selling mattresses for 31 years now, right? Coming up on our anniversary, got an anniversary event planned here for the, the month of October. Uh, two of the biggest concerns we get from customers, um, especially when they purchased a mattress recently and it's just not working out for them, you know, whether it's, you know, their own health concerns, issues, shoulders, back, uh, hips, whatever. They buy a mattress, they invest in a mattress uh, somewhere else and they just don't like it and they're, they're kind of stuck with it and they're hesitant to spend money on, they know they need to sleep better. They know they need a new mattress. Maybe it's two, three years old, but um, so we, we've addressed that. We've addressed that with our dream room. We've addressed that with our comfort exchange program. And um, Lois, uh, last weekend or this past weekend, uh, purchased a mattress and gave us a review on on Facebook. Uh, she says that she had significant back and hip pain. Uh, her almost three-year-old mattress was not helping her. Uh, but she did not want to spend much so soon for a new mattress. Uh, at her age, she was... Uh, thinking might not help her. So she didn't want to invest in a second mattress, spend all this money and just to learn that it's not going to help her again. Uh, she found the salespeople at Gardeners very helpful and professional and not at all sales aggressive. They didn't work with you, Jeff. I can, I can do the happy dance for everybody. <laughs> The dream room afforded Lois the opportunity to try the mattress before a sizable expense was incurred. Uh, she learned she could side sleep again on both hips. So that sounds like something she couldn't do uh, for the last three years, uh, but would prefer to do. Um, she hasn't been able to do that on her current mattress. Uh, the exp- exchange program allows uh, her so many days to try the new mattress. That's 120 days. Uh, and she can exchange it if she's not satisfied. Uh, so that was very helpful to her. Uh, Phil, Drew, and Andrew were each so helpful. So she did uh, multiple visits uh, with the store. And then, of course, the eventual dream room visit and purchase. Uh, sounds like she worked with everybody. Uh, they were very helpful, courteous, and made every effort to address her needs and concerns. Now, I only wish I had looked into gardeners when they purchased my current one elsewhere. So, likely a chain store purchase, mattress firm, something similar to that. We often see those customers uh, a few years after that purchase. So, uh, thank you, Lois. And um, again, just a couple of the unique things that we do here at Gardeners. Yep. 
<clears throat> Speaking of unique, let's welcome back the gentleman involved with the rising tide of furniture and mattress retail here in Lancaster, Justin Lehman from Interiors. Welcome back. So, you know, I kind of left the, the crowd watching, like, why would we have a competitor on the show? You know, I think kind of unconventional wisdom, right? Like you wouldn't do that, but we're happy to have you because listen, these guys, we're not going to sell you a dining room table. We're not going to sell you a sofa, uh, a recliner. What else do you all sell there, Justin? All kinds of stuff, right? Window treatments, rugs, you name it. Yeah. 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 We are never selling window treatments. No, God, no. <laughs> no. No, I mean, look, we, we, you know, gardeners, we do our thing. Interiors does a great job um, serving the area. So, you know, the whole thinking here is we want to show that, you know, through Lancaster Connects, bring to our watchers um, really kind of the best of what Lancaster has to offer in businesses, you know, how these local businesses are succeeding on Main Street. You know, really this show is, has morphed into uh, the battle of big versus small uh, out Amazoning Amazon. So Justin, share a few things like about what you're doing at Interiors to kind of win that battle. Yeah, that's it's a it's a tough battle. I think you know the the first key is to offer a higher level of service. You know, we we can offer things that Amazon can't offer, and and one of our you know strengths has been that we have uh, free design. We have uh, you know talented trained designers here at our store, and so. We can do things that Amazon or Wayfair can't do. We can help lay out a room. We can help people choose their fabric colors. And we offer a personal connection. And I think a lot of shoppers still really want to have that personal connection with who they're shopping with and have an individual that they can call with any other questions or any other changes they make, I think, goes goes a long way. And so that, in addition... A big competitive advantage for us has been our delivery service. We we have always delivered our own furniture, and you know from from as long as I can remember, we've always had people just give us rave rave reviews on how well our delivery guys do. And it's not like getting something from a big box where it's going to be just kind of thrown on your doorstep or just put inside your door. It's it's a it's a full service. We we our guys come in and treat the customers' homes like it's their own, and, and just take really good care of the furniture in their homes. And I think people really appreciate that. So your design service, you'll send a designer out to the home. Is that correct? We do. We do. We, we do offer, um, you know, in-home design that's cooled down a little bit with, with the pandemic, but we do do in-home design and, and, and room planning. So we, we are first full service in that matter. That's awesome. So, um, you know, for the listeners who don't know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing most people in Lancaster have heard of Interiors or uh, any of the previous names you've had. What's the, what's the company <laughs> history? Company history, excuse me. Yeah, so my uh, my grandparents bought the business um, back in 1969. So we celebrated our 50 year in uh, 2019, and so they were um, Lillian and Joseph Lehman. Um, they started it, and uh, my my grandmother Lillian was really the driving force. Despite growing up on a dairy farm, she really had a, a passion for for style and aesthetic and for. Um, for fashion, and so she had an opportunity to buy what at the time was Mellinger's Furniture in 1969. She rebranded it to Interiors 2000, which is actually uh, funny. It's a name that a lot of people still know us by, is Interiors 2000, that really kind of registered for people. 
And she really brought uh, a more upscale, more modern product to Lancaster and, and did really well. And uh, at the time she purchased it, it was a 5,000 square foot store on Columbia Avenue. And um, we've since expanded that to two stores uh, here in Lancaster and up in Camp Hill with a total of about 100,000 square feet of showroom space and a 60,000 square foot offsite warehouse. Um, then after my, my grandmother, uh, my father and his older brother, um, Greg took over the business when she passed in 1985, and uh, Todd, my father, and Greg have run it since then and, and really grown the business. Uh, they've also really expanded the the product offering. You know, 2000 at the time in 1969 really really screamed upscale and screamed uh, modern. Um, one of the reasons we kind of rebranded from that was a it was passed in 2000 in the year, and also we really kind of wanted to. We were known for being really modern and being uh, upscale. Um, we, we really have broadened our selection in a lot of ways, really expanded our price ranges. So we wanted to make sure that you know people knew that we had that wide range of product selection and prices. You mentioned your father, Todd. He was he was scared to come on here with you. What 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 was that? You asked you asked him to come on, and he was like, "No." He got so scared he ran off to Florida. <laughs> so I, I couldn't get him to dial in from Florida. He's probably on the golf course. So uh, that's his excuse. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad. That's not a bad place to be in late September yeah. in Florida. I guess there's, there's worse places. There's worse places. He's in the stage of life where he's uh, he's trying to pass on as much as he can in the business. There so you go. good, good for him. So uh, tell us a little bit about how Interiors kind of focuses uh, back on the Lancaster community. What kind of, what kind of like charity involvement, give backs uh, does Interiors uh, get involved with? Sure, sure. We, we do a lot of things. And, and, you know, number one, the first thing I always like to, to highlight is, you know, we, we feel that the, the first way we can help our community is by taking good care of our employees, first of all. You know, it's, it's, it's our outlook that if, if we take good care of our employees, if we treat them right, if we give them good benefits, give them a good work-life balance, you know, they're going to be able to kind of spread that, that positivity to their own communities and the people that they're involved with. Um, from a standpoint of giving, we, we've done a lot of different things over the years, but anything from you know giving away merchandise to donating our time, we uh, we've um, operated blood drives outside of our Lancaster location and tried to be a, a host for those. Uh, we, we've hosted many different events here, and we also will try to incorporate you know giving into some of our our promotions. You know we've we've done some kind of. Um, Facebook posts where we've encouraged people to uh, recommend uh, a family in need of furniture and kind of use that to, to not only drive people to our Facebook, but uh, use it as a way to give back to somebody. And so uh, select a family in need and give some furniture there. And you know, recently, for example, we did a promotion where you know we provided a discount to anybody who uh, made a donation to the Mennonite Disaster Services to provide some relief for uh, down in Louisiana. Then, uh, in addition to that, we're, we're part of a, what's called a demand response program, um, which uh, basically we volunteer to cut our electricity in the event that there would be a uh, electricity emergency so that uh, first responders, hospitals, et cetera, can, can uh, have access to power. So we try to look for some programs like that, too, where we can be involved. That's interesting. That's one I've never heard of. <clears throat> I have to check that yeah. out on the show. Yeah, it's 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 a nice program. It's good. Um, it's it's not completely altruistic. There are you know some some advantages to us as a business for doing that, but it does also we you know in the event there would be emergency, we are basically saying that we agree that hey, we'll shut down as much power as we can. It could be in the middle of a, uh, a work day, it could be in the middle of a busy weekend, but by part of being a program, what we're committing to is hey, if that if that's needed, that's that's something we're going to do. So it's a, it's a cool program. That's awesome. 
There you go. I mean, again, this is about connecting the community, using this platform to highlight neat things. Um, if you're listening to this, you're all interested to know, as Justin said, it's not completely altruistic. However, hey, if more business owners, if more companies are lined up to be a part of that program in a true time of need, our community will get through it. And that's important. So that's great. Um, Justin, when I when I met you, you were in the banking world, right? Yes, yep, that's right. And and you wanted to to get your crazy on and and uh, sell mattresses and furniture, right? Yeah, that's that's right, that's right. So, what, what, tell us about that transition, what you were doing before, and and then coming uh, really back into the family business. And of course, you were you were part of the family business before you were in the banking world, right? Sure, sure. So, I'm, I started, you know, working in the warehouse when I was sixteen. You know, my dad had me and worked in the warehouse. I'd worked summers and and even some evenings during high school. Uh, but one thing that my my dad really did a good job of doing was making sure that uh, you know me and my siblings understood that uh, number one we weren't expected to go into the business that he he by no means you know made it made us feel like we had to come work here but at the same time he also made it clear that we weren't entitled to a place in the business you know we he wanted us to earn a spot he wasn't going to just make a place for us he, he wanted us to get some outside experience and and make sure that we could come to the business with some sort of value uh, to the business so. Out of college, I spent uh, eight years in banking, mostly in commercial lending. So it was a great job. I loved it. I really loved working with uh, small business owners in that role. Uh, after the recession in 2008 and some mergers and some things like that, I just kind of decided I was ready to try something different. And uh, the timing worked out really well. My father had a role for me that I could fit into, and he was interested in talking to me about joining the business. So the, the timing just worked out great, and I was able to come back to the business. So that was about seven or eight years ago. So so even with the family connection, you still had to earn the position. Is that right? Uh, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, that was that was always an important thing to my dad that we we had some outside experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fact that you you know did the delivery truck thing when you were sixteen and all that. I mean, seeing seeing that side of the business opens up your eyes to you know, really all situations that consumers deal with and uh, the staff deals with. And, you know, sometimes when people have never had that experience of being on the truck and being in the customer's homes, they just miss maybe a level of, of um, detail with, with their customers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great experience to get to experience as much of the business as possible. And I, I would encourage anybody in, in the business or in a family business to do the same thing. I mean, it's it's a great thing to, to understand how all those different pieces work. And, and it's also, you know, it's it's good. Uh, you know, one of the things I always loved about my my uncle, in particular, my uncle Greg, who worked here, is there was there was no job too small for him in, in our business. There, there was never a situation where he was an owner and he wasn't going to do something because he was an owner. You know, he worked in the warehouse and if, if somebody needed help on the delivery and he was the only one, he would go do it. If somebody was needed to, to help on carting some furniture, he, he was out there helping. And so I, I think that kind of goes into that lesson as well of experience that part of the business and, and be willing to to do that no matter what your role is that, you know, if I got to go help load up some furniture, fine, let's, let's go do it. I'm, I'm happy to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, like every great, American business success story, and, and I guess other countries' success stories in business can begin that way too. But you know, you think of all the like the, the, the like Apple started in the garage type of thing. You know, uh, the original partners 
doing the selling, doing the constructing, doing the delivering. There is a uniqueness to it that you're able to bring uh, a, a deeper connection uh, to your customers. Uh, I think that's important. And again, that's what we that's what we want to highlight here with our business guests on the show is, is that you do have here in Lancaster um, some really uh, unique businesses that are really genuinely committed not only to their craft, but to their customers and to their uh, community. So on that note of community, why do you continue to grow focus on the business in Lancaster? Um, why do you continue to invest back in your team, into your footprint, into your offerings? What do you see for the future here in town? We think Lancaster is a, a, both a great place to live and it's a great place to work and it's a great place to have a business. I think there's just a lot to, to really love about Lancaster. I think um, Lancaster is really cool and it has a really nice mix right now of, of tradition and innovation. It, it's pretty pretty cool that in a 15-mile radius, you can visit an Amish farm, you can go to an outlet center, you can see a tech startup, and you can go to a lively, you know, downtown. I think it's a pretty unique space that it's got all that going on at the same time. And I, I think you kind of get that mix of tradition and innovation in, in the people and their attitudes and their skills as well. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, traditional values, uh, hard, hard work and, and appreciation for, for family. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think there's a people in, in Lancaster that really want to innovate and create new things. And I think that makes a good place to live and a good place to have a business. So we're definitely committed to continuing to grow in this community. And I think it's we're going to be here for a long time. Yeah, that uh, just like the um, the Brio fire pit that I shared, I yeah. had no clue that they were a Lancaster-based business. If yeah. if you just saw an ad for them and you, yeah, there it is, um, you're like, oh, cool, smokeless fire pit. That looks good. I hate smoke and I like fire pits, so maybe I'll invest in that. But like, yeah, they're made in Gap, like right down the road, which is super cool. I never never would have known that, but um, yeah, they innovated. You know, really the first smokeless grill, 15 minutes away from here. Um, so COVID, uh, you know, last 18, 19 months, right? Uh, uh, you know, crazy topic. Uh, it affected both of our businesses. We were shut down for the two and a half months. Um, how did you guys handle that and, and uh, all of the hurdles for your customers? And, and of course, um, you know, we, we've seen maybe just a small part of the supply chain challenge, but a lot of, a lot of the furniture that you sell is, is uh, uh, Kind of a real challenge. How are you addressing that? Yeah, it's, it's it has been a real challenge, and the the two biggest parts of that challenge have been you know updating customers on their orders, and then just addressing the fact that lead times have have grown uh, exponentially. You know, it's gone from you know four to eight weeks, depending on the manufacturer. To you're, we're talking about literally six to nine months, and so it's it's really been a change. And early on COVID during the shutdown, we just really had to put a lot of focus with really trying hard to stay in communication with our customers. Just, you know, even though we were shut down, making sure that they knew we were still open, we were still in contact with the manufacturers and still trying to know what was going on and where their furniture was. We just kind of wanted people to, to be at ease and know that, you know, we weren't forgetting about them. And the hardest challenge really then became when we opened back up again, you know, we would we would sell a piece of furniture and we, you know, it would be a, a manufacturer that we normally have a four week lead time. We would try to, we, we knew that there were some concerns. We would tell the customer, okay, five to six weeks. And then a week later, we get a call from the manufacturer and say, hey, it's going to be eight weeks. And then a week after that, we get another call and say, hey, it's going to be it's going to be 10 weeks. And so it was, it's really hard to kind of 
retain a customer's confidence when you keep giving them new information. And so that was the most challenging part because it was just a lot of things felt like they were out of our control until things really kind of started to level off. So the best thing we could do was just be very honest with customers and, you know, let them know what the situation was. And, and you know, it, sometimes you hate to do this, but you almost had to encourage people to, to talk to other furniture stores sometimes so that they would, they would know that it wasn't us feeding them a line. We weren't trying to blow smoke. We weren't trying to cover any of our own deficiencies. It was, it was out of our hands. Um, but since then, you know, we, we really just learned we, we need to do a really, really good job these days of making sure people understand that, you know, why the delays are there and why we can't guarantee anything. You know, we, we try to show people and have patience and understanding that it's it's a really long wait. Um, but the, the best thing you can do is, you know, be up front with them and then stay in contact with them. And and people, as long as you're staying in contact with them, are going to feel a whole lot better. If we just ignore them for six months, even if we told them six months up front, they're, they're not going to feel good about it. But even if we tell them six months, we try to keep track with them every couple of, every couple of weeks to make sure they know what's, what's going on. And that's probably been the other biggest challenge during this for us is that. Uh, you know, our, our sales are actually up substantially. It's been a, it's been a really good year, but um, we do a lot of what we call special order business. So you find something for, but we're ordering it in to be made to fit your order. And so, but that means is there's a large amount of open orders at any time. And because sales have grown, but lead times have grown, it basically means that our, our order volume is up by seven or eight times. And so that just means it's a whole lot more time and effort that goes into calling the manufacturers and data entry in the system and calling to the customers. So we, we really had to make some changes by hiring new people, um, bringing more people into that process so that we can adapt and make sure that we're, we're still meeting the customer's expectations. So on that note of special order, custom order design, you know, we've had, you know, kudos, congratulations. Your business has done well, which means your team does well, which means the community does well, right? That's all great. Um, you know, since, I mean, I guess it was really since March of 2020, we've had two large national competitors move into town here. Um, and uh, I think for the sake of it, we'll leave their names out, but... You know, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 interesting that you know you said Lancaster is an amazing place uh, for all that it offers, all that you highlighted, and it is. And what happens is, you know, when a market is deemed good, everybody seems to want to get in. Uh, so you know, Ben and I had focused conversations on uh, the uh, the discount furniture location that was opened up and then the other furniture location that was open like literally like right over there uh yep a good baseball arm which i don't have uh any longer this guy does uh just put on a gun show for you <laughs> uh, didn't you do this i did yeah i did see? yeah yeah, yeah. I know. I don't want to say it too many times. Facebook's algorithm might might smack us down. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So these competitors, these national competitors, come in, and you know, what was what was your thinking when you heard the news? Uh, what was you know, what did Interiors double down on? I guess is my biggest question. I know what we doubled down on, but I'll and I'll share. But you go first. Yeah, that, that that's a great question. I, I'd say what we doubled down on is what. Uh, differentiates us. 
And, you know, one example, actually, early in in COVID, um, during the shutdown, we kind of started running some different advertising campaigns that really focused on our kind of our new tagline, which is family owned and locally grown. And, and we started, you know, running advertising where it wasn't promotional, but really wanted to kind of make sure that our community knew that that's who we were and that's who we are. And I think that's paid off dividends starting that early in COVID and going through. I think people really do appreciate that. And second is, uh, you know, our, our, our service level, our, you know, we, we, to bring up our design again, we we have really talented people that can that can put together a room that know how to match fabrics and know how to select things that meet uh, somebody's needs, and so we we feel really good about just doubling down on that and, and falling back on our employees and our team to to help us and show what we offer that they can't get at some other big box locations. Yeah, you kind of took our answer of, of focusing on service, focusing on what we do best. Uh, you know, for us, we, you know, there were two, there were a couple things, um, you know, first responders needed a lot of help. We did some donations into that community. Um, That's awesome. The other thing that happened, we had two new ones come in, but we had another big one leave. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that, that helped a lot for us. I know. Yeah. Uh, we had a little, uh, I guess I could say it. They're out of business. They're not going to sue us. So if you go to screwedbywolf.com, you'll see a funny little little thing we did when that was all uh, in the news. You know, there was a time, I mean, you probably heard it. Customers had deposits. Uh, This is Wolf Furniture we're talking about here. We're not taking the show political. Not for our conversation. (laughs) Um, But uh, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, unfortunately, it people in the area that had deposits on the books and they just kind of closed the doors um, and left people high and dry. So we kind of put up that site just as a quick thing to say, Hey, if you've got something on the deposit on deposit there that we could help here or at the time in our other outlet location, we would, we would really work with you to get you a very good deal just to help you out as somebody in the community that was taken advantage of, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we did, we did a little bit of business. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, remember, my remember, gosh. Remember the Joe thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't ever test... Uh, <laughs> Don't ever test the meme game against me. I'm, I feel that I'm up there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we oh, threw this man. up real quick. And, um, you know, the whole idea was we just wanted to help people. And, and you know, we... You know, for us, for our little store, it worked. I felt very good about what we did and, and the people we were able to help. Um, you know, I'm sure you you kind of had the same, right? You probably had people come to you. Can you get me? Yeah, there? yeah. We we had the same situation, and it, but it was, it was great. You know, it's one of those it's one of those points where it's you know it's. I know our team felt really good about being able to help people out too. It's, it wasn't about just doing some business because I, I mean a lot of that for us when we were shut down. But it was so we we were shut down and we'd have people calling about furniture they couldn't get from Wolf and we'd come into the store and have people take pictures. We'd tell them what our options are and we'd, we'd try to get something off the floor that we had available to try to help some of the people out because yeah, there were a lot of people that really got, got hurt by that. It was unfortunate. Well, and it's, it's one of the things, I mean, not to, not to drag up mud or anything, but you know, I think who you buy from, and that's again, another connection of why we felt it important to have Justin on from interiors, who you buy from is almost as important as the deal you get or what you buy. Um, you know, in the case of Wolf, in the case of big box competition, you're really, uh, you know, you're dealing with somebody far, far away 
you know, big money owned, whether that's equity bank, Wall Street owned, um, it is important. Um, I have a saying around here, you can't be a five-star company with three-star partners. Um, in our business, uh, for the vendors that we do business with, and this is, you know, Interiors has many more vendors. They've got great vendors. They've got furniture companies that I love, like Stickley. Uh, just such a big fan of their stuff, by the way. You know, for us, it's about having those five-star partners. For me, for me, what that means is I can like dial these people up right now if a customer had a question and we can get you an answer. Um, you know, I'm sure Interiors has the same approach. Uh, I, I, Justin, I mean, I think you could agree, like just keeping control of your own ecosystem is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think Justin's ready for the, uh, connection cocktail, the connection cocktail. Yeah. We're throwing this at our production, at our producer, Chris, Chris, we'll, have to, we'll need a little graphic from you down the road, but for right now we're going to test this. I'm going to test it out. So okay, that sounds good. Connection cocktail. We're going to get deeply personal with with our guests. And Justin, <laughs> you're uh, you're first on the list. It's not as bad as it sounds. What is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? Favorite thing to do in Lancaster. I would say my favorite thing lately has been to uh, check out all of the uh, some of the beer gardens that have been popping up. Yeah, the, the Bull's Head Beer Garden in Lidditz or the uh, Wind Ridge downtown in Lancaster. That's something we really like to do. It's, it's nice. You can go to those places and you can relax in the afternoon. The kids can play outside a little bit and, and have, a nice, have a nice beverage. That's my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. And, and actually, the question I was supposed to ask, so this is 1A, what is your favorite restaurant? <laughs> it's a really tough one because there's so many good restaurants in Lancaster that, that deserve, a good, deserve a mention. But you got to pick one. I'm going to go with Hunger and Thirst. They're uh, Harrisburg Pike or Harrisburg Pike or Avenue, whatever it is at that point, but best beer selection around. You might notice a theme there. (laughs) (laughs) Lancaster is a great place for beer. It's a great place for cocktails. All right. Last question. Turkey Hill, Sheets, or Wawa? That's easy. Turkey Hill. Wawa. My uh, father grew up on the Turkey Hill Dairy. Uh, he's a Lancaster and, County and boy. And I'm a Lancaster County boy, so I, I got to go with Turkey Hill. Uh, okay. I can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what's, what's your choice? Oh, well, no, I don't know that the guest is allowed you, to I don't get to ask you the question. I'm a, complica- All right. I'm, an <laughs> I'm a complicated fellow. Oh. So depending on the, on the moment, okay, okay uh, I happen to like the Turkey Hill breakfast pizza if I'm starting out my day early on the road and I got to burn a bunch of miles like down the turnpike or something. Uh, if it's a on the way home for maybe some beers, the fried food selection from Sheets is very nice to kind of get over <laughs> that hangover or that buzz. Advocating for drunk driving no. there. Somebody else is driving. <laughs> And then a Wawa toasted meatball sub. Yeah. Extra cheddar. Wawa hoagie. Shorty. Yep. Yeah, they're not nearly as great as they used to be mm. when they did all the Boar's Head uh, uh, provisions, but, yep. you know, they're still pretty darn good. So I say I'm a complicated fellow. It just depends on the activities on that what I'm you're involved doing. in that direct my decisions. You got to factor in Royal Farms for the chicken tenders too. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. that's that's yes. worth a mention. Yep. Is is Rudder's part of the conversation at all? Like, is that? 
that's 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 more of a York thing. Yeah, we need we need guests from York County for that one. Yeah, we got to get some <laughs> some opinion there. Well, Justin, um, thank you so much. Hunger and thirst, go check it out. Uh, Beer Gardens in Lancaster, check them out. And Turkey Hill, homegrown success story. Uh, we didn't mention the ice cream, but hey, the ice cream is yeah. probably pretty good too. The ice cream's great. Yep. Yeah. Oh, look, look at, look at uh, Chris whipping it up. <laughs> love, it. love it. Beautiful. What? Love wait, it. what was that drink? It was like I blue and. I'm sure it's gluten free, Ben. It probably is. It's right down your alley. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. So, All Justin, right. uh, thank you very much for joining us. We got a couple more things to do here as we wrap up, but thanks so much for joining us, folks. Again, sure thing. We'd love for you to check them out for their offerings. Please don't feel bad. If you need to look at a mattress from Interiors, please do that. You should. Please look at what we offer. And if you need anything else for the home, Make sure to check out Interiors. I'm sure they'll take great care of you. All right? Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so as we wrap up here, just to bring it back to your attention, the Referrals Partners Plus group, that's been a good part of our success here. Uh, all the members there uh, have taken an interest in making sure that they can refer to gardeners and we do the same for them. So there's a great little membership event happening for the members, for guests. Uh, so if you own a business, work for a business as an employee that's kind of tasked with growing the business, this is a great opportunity. October 6th, 5.30 to 7.30, the barn at Stoner Commons. That's 605 Granite Run Drive in Lancaster. We'll be there. That's the Fruitville Pike side of, yes, we will be there. Fruitville Pike side of Overlook Golf Course next to the driving range. Uh, we'll have the link there in the chat for you. Uh, you need to RSVP by the 30th, so please do that. This is a free event. Uh, there'll be uh, appetizers, beverages. Um, Referrals Partners Plus is not a high-pressure type referral group. It is about a community. It is about making great connections that last. You know, when you think of the other options out there for you as a business owner, you know, to say a business owner sticks with a group for five, six years is pretty rare. But for Referrals Partners Plus, there's a lot of great uh, great members that have been around for a long, long time. Uh, you've got big businesses in there, like Two Dudes Painting. You've got smaller businesses in there. Uh, you've got businesses like Gardeners in there. Great businesses. Little, great. Little pat on the back there. Uh, <laughs> but please check it out. We'd love, we'd love for you to, to uh, check that out and join uh, everybody, all the wonderful people at Referrals Partners Plus uh, on the 6th. All right. So that's that. Uh, one last thing. If you want to be a guest on this show, uh, we can highlight your business. Again, if you're a local business, beating Amazon on Main Street, right? The battle of big versus small. We could talk about how you give back to Lancaster. You've got something to share with the community or you're a charity. Again, not that there's anything wrong with the big charities, but if you're a charity, kind of like help the fight, North Star Initiative, uh, you know, smaller charities doing really great things right here in our backyard. We'd love to also have you on the show. You can go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest, fill out the form, and we'll uh, we'll get talking and get your book to be on the show. So we'd love for you to join us. And again, as we wrap up, thank you for watching. You can do that here on right here on Facebook, on the Lancaster Connects channel, on the Gardener's channel, his channel, my channel, and on YouTube on the same. I think that's the show. That's the show. It's pumpkin spice yeah. show is pumpkin spice. Hold on. You can get your little fix here too. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week.
Bye. See you next. Take care.